Hi, I'm Vivian. And I'm Jason. And this is Burger of the Week. Each week, we discuss an episode of the Fox animated series, Bob's Burgers, and then we create a themed burger based on the episode. This week, we're talking about Season 1, Episode 7, Bed and Breakfast. This episode was written by Holly Schlesinger. I'm hoping I'm saying that right. The director was Buon Lim. He'll go on to direct quite a few episodes. And the air date was March 13th, 2011. Ooh, it's almost today. Oh, wow, yeah. It's a couple days ago. A couple days ago. Sort of an anniversary, I guess. <laughs> a Bob-aversary. A Bob-aversary. That's cute. The guest voice actors this week were Melissa Barden-Galski as Nora Samuels. She voiced Melissa on home movies. Of course she did. Yep. And she also voiced Lucy in Lucy, the Daughter of the Devil, which was another series from creator Lauren Bouchard. And Larry Murphy, who voices Teddy, also voiced Javed. And H. John Benjamin voiced Ed Samuels. He used pretty much the same voice that he uses for Jason in home movies. Just maybe a little bit less. Before the pitch shift. Yeah. It's kind of nasally. And I'm pretty sure he voiced all the party pals as well. Yes, he definitely did. definitely. All right. The store next door was the horse renderer, which gross. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's a play on the horse whisperer, but a lot grosser. Yeah, Yeah. super gross. Mm -hmm. The exterminator van was, again, rats all folks. And we had two burgers of the day. We had the Camembertly Legal Burger and the Crowded House Burger. Honestly, those are pretty good. I yeah. really like the Camembertly Legal. I'm a fan of Crowded House. That's, <laughs> that's great. It really shows Bob's feelings of what's going on in the episode. No, that's very true. He is feeling like completely crowded in his own bed even. Yeah. And barely has access to his own bathroom. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's good. Good burgers. Bob did a good job this week. Yeah. Not sure how they're going to fare up to ours, but... <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It was hard this week, but we'll get to that in a little bit. <laughs> we'll, we'll see you in like 30 minutes. Yeah. For some extra income, Linda decides to turn their home into a bed and breakfast. Bob is apprehensive because Linda tends to go overboard and snap. Jean and Tina give up the rooms for the guests, while the territorial Louise keeps hers, partially because she lives in a closet. Poor Louise. Yeah. I mean, she feels like she wins in this case because she doesn't have to give up her room. Mm-hmm. So this is the most religious Linda that we'll ever see, I think. Religious? Yes. She makes a comment in the first scene that she wants to be able to tell God when she goes to heaven, or she wants to have God ask her, oh, is, are you the charming lady who ran that B&B? Mm-hmm. And she wants to be able to say, yes, God, what can I help you with? Or something like that. Like, she just seems to have this desire to impress God and that somehow running this B&B is going to do that. Or that's going to help her get into heaven. And it was just such an explicit Christian reference that I couldn't help Thinking, wow, okay, since when is, you know, Linda religious? Hmm. The Belchers are basically atheists as far as it goes. 
Or maybe they're Christians, but like not practicing Christians at all. Mm -hmm. So their faith isn't really brought up. They don't go to church. We see them celebrate Christmas, but there are plenty of people that celebrate Christmas who are not actually believers. You don't feel like it was just an offhand thing that Linda just really wanted to impress the most powerful thing she could think of? No, because she makes a comment later on about her most embarrassing moment being uh, when she choked on a communion wafer and it fell onto her boob. Mm -hmm. So it just seemed purposeful. Because why would you have a a joke about something so specific in Mm -hmm. an episode where you're also talking about meeting God in heaven and being able to impress him? Right. Interesting. Because I don't think that the family is religious Mm -hmm. at all. But I do see it possibly being something from Linda's past. Her parents, maybe uh, that's how she was raised. And it's just an offhand reference to something that she used to follow or she used to practice with her family, maybe not out of her own desire, but because that was how she was brought up. It feels in character to me that Linda and Bob would be, I mean, at the least lapsed Catholics or (laughs) Christians, like they're not practicing because they're so busy. Bob doesn't have time to go to church. Exactly. Sunday's probably their biggest day. Yeah, he's running a restaurant, he's got three kids, he's, you know, he's, like, they're always trying to just get their heads above water financially, so I really don't think there would be that much time to go to church and to devote much time to their faith. Yeah. So, anyway, yeah. The guests arrive. Javed is an entomologist hoping to breed beetles using pheromones. Ed and Nora Samuels are a couple on vacation. Linda wants to entertain her guests with activities and wine and cheese socials, but they prefer to stay in their rooms. So Tina immediately finds a connection with Javed. Javed. Yeah, we're going to just totally yeah. butcher that pronunciation That's okay. today. I'm sure he'll forgive us. <laughs> so I think her connection there is great. I love Tina just immediately... Ignoring the science aspect of entomology and the breeding and going straight to basically you're just going to watch beetles have sex because it's Tina. Yeah. And I love it. (laughs) I actually like that she focuses so much on the idea of it being romantic. Mm -hmm. Like she believes that there's... You know, Javed's lighting candles. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Like what is he doing? He's not going to be playing some like Barry White or something. But she's just such a kid. Like, it's it's bringing it back to being, you know, a preteen where you think that everything that's related to sex is something romantic, mm-hmm. right? And that, so sex equals romance, regardless, I guess, of what species you are. Of course. <laughs> so it's kind of sweet. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, it's it's nice that she finds an interest in something that she didn't expect, I believe. It might have opened up her horizons to something that she might not have thought about. She Mm -hmm. loves horses. We know that. And now suddenly there's bugs. Oh, my God. Is Tina going to be a horse breeder when she's older? Oh, my God. She would love that. Yeah. She would totally like She would, like, set up horses on dates and stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. (laughs) Okay. 
I actually really like that Javed doesn't dismiss her Mm -hmm. or try to tell her to go away. Like, he seems to be grateful for her interest and happy to talk to her about his project. Are we surprised, though? Because I'm sure a lot of people would immediately dismiss him. Oh, you breed bugs? That's super weird and boring. And now suddenly he's got somebody who's interested. True. I think (laughs) it'd be very normal and not something like unexpected if they had his character be dismissive of Mm -hmm. Tina because she's a young girl and she seems to be focusing more so on the romance and the the, the sex. So I think it would make perfect sense for him to be kind of like, "Uh uh-huh, all right, little girl, get out of here. But it's nice that he's not Mm -hmm. because it shows us a different side of of that kind of interaction. Because we've already seen the dismissive side in so many TV shows and movies. Like, we've we've seen that before. Honestly, throughout this whole episode, I feel like Javé is the most normal person. Which is a little bizarre because, I mean, okay, he talks to his beetles. Bob talks to his food. I talk to my, I don't have beetles, but I talk to stuff sometimes, you know. <laughs> he's <laughs> Don't worry, I don't have a stash of beetles in the house, Jason, I promise. He's polite, he's friendly, he's not dismissive to Tina, he's hardworking. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I think he seems like a pretty straightforward guy. Yeah, no, pretty seems normal like a pretty good guy. In comparison to... Most of the other people in this episode. Yeah, I agree with you. So in the first meet and greet, the first time we see all of the guests together and all of the Belchers together, what did you think of Linda and what did you think of the Belchers, basically, in that scene? It almost immediately shows them as a really, really bizarre family. Mm-hmm. Everyone is a little weird. Bob's standing there in his apron. Oh, yeah, he is. He's still wearing his apron. Well, I think he mostly wears his apron. In the first season, at yeah. least. Mm-hmm. Jean comes in naked, basically. Oh, my gosh. Okay, to be honest, I would be so embarrassed of my children. He's if like I 10 was... or 12 years old. He's, he's, like he's 10? Yeah. Uh, I think, yeah, Louise is nine, he's maybe 11, yeah, and Tina's 13, so they're all like two years apart. He's 11 years old, he's walking around in he his underwear. Better. He's scratching his behind, okay? That's gross. <laughs> I was so embarrassed for Bob and kind of for Linda, I guess, in that moment, because if I was one of his... Like, if I was Linda, I would have yelled at him. I would have been like, go put some clothes on. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. But she doesn't. No, she doesn't. And Because that's totally normal behavior in their house. But it's not normal behavior when you have guests that are paying to be there. They don't know that. They oh don't my care, which is fantastic because their <laughs> guests are immediately like, oh my God. What kind of household is this? Where am I? Like, what are we doing here? <laughs> yeah, no, I... I mean, it's great for the show, but then I start thinking, oh, geez, Linda, would you discipline, discipline your, your children? Kids, right? And Bob is just kind of acting as though he's like helpless to this situation. He's just like watching it 
I don't know, happen and sort of cringing, but not really doing anything about it. I think he kind of wants it to fail a little bit because he can say, I told you so. Oh. Because Linda is already going a little overboard. She's forcing forcing them into a meet and greet. That's true. And, and nobody trying, wanted to. Yeah, and trying to get them to tell embarrassing stories, which terrible way to introduce people to each other. Right. She keeps referring to them as guests. They're customers. Yeah, that's true. I know they hotels are, are like you're called a hotel guest, but at the end of the day, you are a paying customer. Mm-hmm. You're not here to be friends. You're not here to make friends. You're here because there was nowhere else to go. Yeah, but Linda would disagree with you because exactly. if you're going to go to a and b you have to have B&B spirit. You have to want to... You have to participate. Hang out with people and participate in the activities, except Linda doesn't seem to care whether or not you would like to do that. Yeah, she doesn't take into fact that it could be optional. No. 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 It's a requirement. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. So no. the whole meet and greet scene is just perfect. It started to be a little bit of cringe humor for me, though. it really did. And it was making me a little bit uncomfortable. It was kind of like, oh, can someone please step in and stop this train wreck? Because we're we're just crashing and burning right now, and it's hard to watch. Like Nora's response when Linda asks her most embarrassing moment, and she she says says, this "This one. It's fantastic. And Linda gets so frustrated, and I'm like, really, Linda? Social Look around you. <laughs> Look around you, honey. Yeah. This is embarrassing as heck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Teddy sympathizes with Linda and says he would love to take part in the social aspects of her B&B. So he decides to rent the only available room, Louise's. She becomes furious at her mother and vows to get her room back. She sprays beetle pheromones on Teddy's pillow, but despite the beetle infestation on his face, Teddy doesn't leave. And then Louise gets punished. So, Teddy. Teddy. Teddy, the absolute perfect guest. The perfect, perfect guest. Polite. Enthusiastic. In his own way. Quietly (laughs) enthusiastic? Is that a thing? Can you be quietly enthusiastic? Or am I going crazy? (laughs) (laughs) He has B&B spirit. He really does. Yep. Teddy loves the social aspects that it involves because I think he's just a lonely man. Yes, I think that's why he gravitates to Bob's Burgers, because the Belcher family is almost always there together. I think he wishes that he had that life, Mm -hmm. that he was involved in that life. And we'll see him become a little bit more involved with the children as the series goes on, becoming a little bit more of an Uncle Teddy. Uncle Teddy, yeah. But yeah, I think at this point, he's still trying to sort of find his way into their lives. But not in a creepy way. No, no, no. Not like, uh, I'm gonna kill Bob and take his spot, kind of, whatever. No, no, no. No. He's not gonna go crazy. But I think he just wants to be surrounded by a family. Mm -hmm. And we get the feeling that things, that that never happened for him because things didn't work out with his ex-wife. Yeah. Could it be because of the three-way that he wasn't involved in and he just watched? Yeah. So he's... I think the term for that is he's a cuckold. Is that it? Yes. Um, 
I don't know so... whether that's the person watching or acting. I don't I don't know. I think it's the person watching, although I think generally it's something that they enjoy, not mm-hmm. something they are forced to no, do. No, exactly. Like so... Teddy was probably forced out of that. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. His wife just wanted to cheat on him and make it seem like it wasn't a bad thing. Yeah. Poor Teddy. She's a furry, right? Like that's it. I mean his the wife? outfits. His ex-wife. She must be, right? The outfits? Like, he was still wearing the, what's his name, guy with the seal outfit. He was wearing the outfit while they were having sex. His wife was a furry. Probably. Yep. Yep. Which, you know, you do you. So. Yeah, you do you. You do you, Teddy's ex-wife. Don't be a jerk about it. Yeah. Yeah, don't be a jerk about it. Ask your husband if maybe he'd dress up for you. Right. Okay. Don't go to the nearest party pals and <laughs> and like hire yourself a lion or like you know a hippopotamus. It's nice that we see more of Teddy's personality and like a little bit more of his story coming through. Mm-hmm. He's becoming less of a side character and kind of working his way a little bit more centered. Mm-hmm. Whenever he is in the episode. I agree Because this you. is a very Teddy-focused episode halfway through. Yeah, that's true. He becomes one of the main characters. Yeah, becomes a main plot point. Beatles on his face. Oh, good God. Which is gross and hilarious at the same time. Walking into the kitchen, covered in Beatles, completely oblivious. Yeah. Oh, I haven't looked in the mirror yet. Like, you don't feel them crawling all over you? And you see him Flapping their wings? Yeah, no hat, because the beetles are all over his head, and you see that he's bald. Okay, I love that he says, do I have bed head? He's bald! (laughs) You can't have bed head when you're bald. (laughs) Yeah. So, how great is Kristen Schaal in this episode? Because she's fantastic, in my opinion. Yeah. When Linda's in her room taking out some of her stuff, telling her that Teddy's going to be renting that room, mm-hmm. when Louise is saying, into my room, just the way she talks, mm-hmm. the way she demonstrates Louise's possessiveness, her her fury in this really quiet way at first, mm-hmm. I really love. And then she explodes into, I will see you in hell, Teddy, like... Mm-hmm. Kristen Schaal is doing such a good job. It's a great acting point. Oh my gosh. It's, it's fantastic. All the personality traits of Louise are present in that scene. Mm-hmm. She's violated. She's angry. She's furious. She's also, I think she's feeling a little insecure because her space is being violated. So she's mm-hmm. she's feeling vulnerable. There's someone in her place, and he, Teddy, even says that Kuchikopi is staring at him and, like, giving him that... Making him nervous. Exactly. So, yeah, Kristen Schaal in that moment in this whole whole episode is great. Yeah, I really like Louise in this episode. Mm -hmm. She's still kind of doing that crazy thing, but I don't know. There's just, like, all of a sudden just more personality, I found. And when we see at the end of the episode, she, when she's greeting Linda back into her room and she's wearing her little bathrobe, her little bathrobe and she's got her little bunny slippers, which goes mm-hmm. perfectly with her hat. Mm-hmm. 
And she sits like a therapist, you know? Or like just with this complete smug spirit of, I know you're coming back, you're groveling, you're gonna try and get my, um, you're try- gonna try and get me to forgive you. I love that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There's just something more there with Louise this episode yeah. for me. Linda continues to unravel as her guests keep avoiding the social activities. Louise overhears Teddy's biggest fear, so she hatches another plan to get rid of him. When several costumed characters arrive, Teddy becomes violent and beats them up. Bob intervenes and talks sense into Linda, who has lost control and is getting a little crazy. Getting a little crazy is kind of an understatement. Yeah, she's like one step away from being Kathy Bates. Yeah, absolutely. I wasn't a fan of the very beginning of the episode where Bob foreshadows this whole unraveling. Because you're mm. basically expecting it to happen. So it wasn't really a surprise when it happened. I would have preferred Bob be just against it. For what reason? Like, yeah, that's the problem. overcrowded house. He then doesn't that, have time. Honestly, that could have been it. He could have just said, we live in an enough. apartment. Yeah. Um, the only rooms we have are our children's rooms and our room. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't have a guest room where they could stay. We're going to have to all sleep in one room. Mm-hmm. So it could have been perfect for him to just say, our house is too crowded as it is. I think I would have preferred that. I I do think the foreshadowing was a little heavy handed. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, no, I can definitely see that. Do you think it made sense in Linda's character that she went as nuts as she did? Yeah. 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 I think that Linda has a very deep need to be appreciated. Mm -hmm. I think she doesn't feel appreciated working in the restaurant and being a mom. Like, a lot of those jobs are kind of thankless, right? Absolutely. Your kids aren't going to say, thanks, mom, for being my mom. Every day. Exactly. You know, of course, you have excellent moments with your kids where you feel really loved and very close to them. And it's not about you know, getting a trophy at the end of the day or anything. But I think that Linda really wants to feel appreciated for her efforts. Recognized. Recognized and maybe kind of well-liked. Like, I think she wants to be liked by her community and to have these guests that have no desire to interact with her, I think kind of hits home for her. Like, it's a little insulting. Yeah. Maybe. When they don't mean to be, of course, right? So we get to see here once again that she has like a realistic dream, you know, having this little B&B for a couple of evenings, Mm -hmm. just like her idea with the dinner theater murder mystery that she did. Like, that's a realistic dream. You can do that. Yep. But she completely fumbles the execution. Like, she just can't make it happen the way she wants it to. Mm -hmm. And part of that is she's trying too hard. She's forcing things to happen instead of letting them happen organically. Right. So mm-hmm. this is part of her character, so it rang really true to me anyway. What do you think of Bob's parenting in this episode? When Linda tells him, you know, you have to talk to your daughter because she's getting out of con- hand here. Like, she's losing control here. Mm-hmm. Um, And he just says, uh, give her back her room. Nope, that's all I got. Okay. What do you think of his parenting? Do you think he's doing a good job? I don't know, because I I think he's right to suggest giving her back a room. But I also think that 
he needs to tell Louise some life lessons. Like, Mm -hmm. sometimes you don't always get what you want. Sometimes you're going to have to sacrifice things in your life. Mm -hmm. For example, you're going to have to give up your room, maybe for a couple of days, if guests come over. Like, if your grandparents are visiting. Or, you know, someone from out of town comes. That's just something that happens in life. She Louise needs to be able to deal with change like that. Mm-hmm. And she really isn't. So that is one thing that Bob could definitely do better on. Mm-hmm. He could definitely help Louise be less stressed. Yeah. Be less aggressive about the whole situation. Mm-hmm. But Bob is just... His hands are in the air. He doesn't care right now. He's yeah. Like, you dig yourself out of this hole. You... Doug. Yeah. He's kind of passive in this episode. He doesn't really do a lot. Um, And I don't really think he's the best husband or father in this episode. I don't think he's terrible. But I think he's just kind of saying, you know, I wash my hands of this. This is not my problem. You have to figure this out. (laughs) Basically, he's saying, you know what, guys? This isn't my episode. You're going to have to deal with everything. (laughs) Yeah. And then he comes in, of course, at the end and kind of Tries to make things a little bit better, but we don't actually get to see that. He's the voice of reason in this episode. At the very end. Yeah. I was kind of disappointed with the end of the episode, I have to say. It felt like it was very quick. Mm -hmm. It didn't feel like it was wrapped up well enough. I don't think Linda learned anything. I'm not really sure if she did. Mm -hmm. And I think that's my problem here, is I'm not really sure if she learned very much from this experience. Mm -hmm. So, it didn't feel like a... A learning kind of episode, though. Like, yeah. a, oh, here's a life lesson or something like that. We're not that. getting a lot of growth. No. No. Just felt more like wacky hijinks. Yeah. So, I did like it. I did enjoy this episode. Uh, not my favorite. But still a solid one. One of my favorite parts in this episode is Bob doing his morning routine down at the restaurant. And bathing in the dishwasher, the sink. Which was fantastic. I love it because he's spraying himself with the little, with the hose and he's, he's loving it. (laughs) Honestly, no wonder the health inspectors are after him because that's disgusting. (laughs) That is so gross. Hugo would drop to the floor if he saw Bob doing that. Oh my gosh. He would would need like a fainting couch or something because Hugo's dramatic, right? Yeah. So he'd be like, oh my gosh, bring in my fainting couch. Hello, the media. You know? <laughs> Bob's Burgers used as local fat man bathes himself. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was perfect. All right, Jason, let's get to our burgers. All right, the moment of truth. Mm-hmm. Moments of truth. Sure. Let's well, see. I have three moments. Okay, you have three burgers. <laughs> yes. So we'll see if Bob beats us this week. All right. Yeah. He did have some pretty solid burgers. Yeah, he did. All right. All right, Jason, you want to tell me your first? Sure. I'll start with my least creative. Okay. I've got the Frisky Beetle Burger, which has sliced beets on it. (laughs) Oh, wow. Okay. (laughs) If if you had seen that eye roll. It would have knocked your socks off. Yeah, my eyes are basically like dying to get out of Should my I head right now. Pronounce it differently, like the frisky beat 
Ulberger? Yeah, I yeah. think yeah, because I was thinking you were just gonna tell me there were mushed up beetles on the burger. That's gross. That's a little gross. That's gross. But yeah. that's not what my burger is. No. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> um, my okay. So we'll go with our like eh, our eh sure. burgers and go to our like woo burgers. Yeah. All right. My eh, burger is the brisket case burger. Like okay, basket, basket case, because uh-huh. she's totally losing it. Sure. So it would be um, just like instead of beef, it would be brisket. Right. Meat. Okay. Yeah. Not my most creative. So. Brisket case burger. Brisket case burger. Okay. Probably still pretty good, though. Oh, I'm sure it would be. Yeah. I'm glad you got the reference, yeah. though, because when I said brisket case, I was like, oh, man, he's totally not going to get those basket case. But you got it. So high five to you, bud. Q Green Day's basket case music (laughs) (laughs) all right um my second burger would be cumin to my home oh my god (laughs) which of (laughs) course has cumin um some nice spices some mustard sauce oh not some mustard seed oh i was Um, like some mustard sauce (laughs) Getting like exotic over here. Gonna I'm gonna have like some Heinz mustard. No, you're not. <laughs> and it would also come with a side of rice. What? Why? Because it's uh, cumin is Indian heritage. Oh, okay. Yes. Rice. Cool. Sounds good. <laughs> Why are you giving me that face? He's giving me a face like a your stupid face. <laughs> and also, I'm frustrated. Okay, now my last one's going to be terrible, so go ahead. Yeah, okay. My second burger is BR Zest Burger. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow, okay. Honestly, that's pretty good. I'm I'm happy with that one. No, so, that's terrible. Um, it could be a whole song, Jason. I know. It is fantastic. <laughs> BR Zest. BR Zest. BR so Zest. So what's zesty about this burger? So it would be a turkey burger with cranberry sauce and orange zest. And it'd be like a little bit on the sweet side, but it's savory it's with the turkey. Very Thanksgiving-y. Yeah, it's Thanksgiving-y. That's fine. Okay. I know it's not a Thanksgiving episode, but Linda could make a song about it. It's true. She loves to make songs. Bob does love Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. So my last burger is the Chemicali Attraction. No, <laughs> these are so bad. Which is a cauliflower veggie <laughs> burger made with quinoa and chipotle mayo and avocado sauce. Now, this is actually a real burger. Oh. I just made the name up. Um, but I will put a link to the recipe in the show notes because it sounds like a delicious burger. Wow. So, yeah. Yeah, that actually does sound like a good burger. Chemicali attraction. Because, of course, the pheromones. No. 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 Yes. No. Yes. <laughs> yes. 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 I'm yes, saying yes, no, yes, but yes, I'm yes. also smiling. <laughs> um It would also be a little spicy. Ooh. Yes. Hence the chemical. Spice. Yeah. Because yeah. chemical attractions are spicy and sexy mm. and romantic. Totally. If you're Tina. If you're Tina. Yeah. My final burger is the Kathy Beats burger. Oh okay. <laughs> Kathy Bates. Yep. It would have Beets, goat cheese, red onions, and a balsamic glaze. Hmm. Yeah. So you've got beets and I've got beets. Yeah. And I think I like my beets better. Mm-hmm. All right, <laughs> beets Dre. Beets by Dre. 
<laughs> um, so two of your burgers are about Linda going a little crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Okay. I was having a very hard time thinking of anything that wasn't about that, mm-hmm. to be honest. But that's basically the episode. She's going crazy. So, yep. you know, Kathy beats, brisket case. Yep. And then the hotel or the B&B, BR Zest. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Okay. All right, Jason, are you going to pick your favorite and I'll pick my favorite? Yeah. Uh, or what if we pick each other's favorites? Okay. Um, I, I like your BR Zest. Okay. Despite the fact that it's Thanksgiving-y. What, what's your issue with Thanksgiving, Jason? It's March. Uh, this episode aired in March. Yes, you have a point. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like your point, but you have a point. Um, I don't know. I'm not sure which one of my, oh, which one of your burgers is my favorite. She doesn't like any of my burgers. that silence should tell you something um okay let's go with the chemically attraction burger it's terrible but it sounds like a good burger so my puns are so good they're terrible apparently (laughs) all right let's go oh (laughs) sucker all right all right so, our burger of the week is the BR Zest Burger, yep. which, again, is a turkey burger with cranberry sauce and orange zest. Yeah. So, that pretty much brings us to the end of our episode. This has been a Multiverse Radio production. If you like our show, please leave a rating and review on iTunes. This is the best way for others to find the show. If you have comments or a punny burger name that you think beats ours, I mean, come on. Which, can you come up with something better than BR Zest? Because be my zest. No. No? Okay, whatever. You can find (laughs) us on Twitter at Multiverse Radio or Facebook at Multiverse Radio Podcast. You can also visit our website at, you guessed it, multiverseradio.ca. Yes, CA because we're Canadian. Yes. Yep, A. Dot CA? Yeah. Uh, (laughs) All right, see you next week, guys, for a review of episode eight. Art Crawl. Art Crawl is amazing. Do not miss it. Don't miss Art Crawl. Such a good episode. Because shut your mouth. It's It's Art Crawl. Crawl.